Hello everybody and welcome to Kempenfelt Community Players Podcast. I'm your host Keelan Ballantyne and this is Exit Stage Left. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Exit Stage Left. This is part two of my conversation with Stephen A. So, Stephen, uh, as a guy, how important would you say is dance training? I would say even if you're just going to do straight acting, dance. Do it. 100%. Uh, guys and dance is something that need, is needed because when you're doing even just plays, it keeps you nimble. It keeps you... It, it keeps you agile in the stage, which is so important for... And then, then another huge thing about it is that dance teaches you grounding, mm-hmm. which is super helpful. I'm always someone who's light on my feet and I always end up like... That pulls it through into my work. So sometimes I'll feel a little like here for everything and nothing will drop down into like the gut. Yeah. And dance and, and yoga and like all that stuff that you learn in dance... Mm-hmm. that teaches you how to connect with that and and and, and sink into the floor and totally. and feel solid grounding yeah so i mean even if you're not doing musical theater i would say dance is something that at least helps you open with that it also helps you just get confident with being ridiculous dance 100%. is like first off if you're doing ballet dance feels the most ridiculous because it's just like something foreign to what you would usually do with your body and especially with ballet it's like so precise that it feels so wrong at the beginning you learn and it gets better but like it it teaches you to feel comfortable with doing things on stage and and be Mm -hmm. confident with what you're doing totally Mm -hmm. um i just want to go back to what you said about dance just helping you in everyday life it's so Mm -hmm. true yeah i remember i started dancing in grade eight because kieran was like hey (laughs) there's no guys (laughs) yeah Uh, so we started a a boys dance uh group in at moving art which lasted until i think i don't know it's probably still going like we still have guys dancing at moving art which is awesome um but i remember going from that doing competition and just kind of like growing that agility that it's hand-eye coordination it's it's all that stuff and then going to high school and playing football yeah and still dancing yeah and i'm not a small guy <laughs> i was a big dude on the line but i remember my my coaches just being like why like why are you the term fast feet always yeah. happen right and i was like i don't i dance yeah you just have that ability to move faster than you look like you should <laughs> yeah and if you're not doing anything in the arts and you're planning on getting that sports scholarship dance all the professional oh, yeah. uh football players and stuff are doing some form of dance oh they they do yoga they do yeah, yeah like they something, do it right? all i remember whenever high school is a terrible place for people in the arts Everywhere. just gonna say that <laughs> <laughs> high school is a terrible place period um but i remember you know, getting picked on for doing dance, for doing the arts and, and people would be like, Oh, you know, that's gay. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> and uh, I remember learning, learning this fact, which is that 
ballet was created by fencers. Well, yeah, that makes sense. It makes complete sense. That entirely sense makes sense. I had no idea about that, which that is so cool. But uh, mm-hmm. that makes entire sense. Well, if you if you think about the foot positioning and everything, right? Like, well, even the footwork, like the, yep. the the moving forward and backwards, like it's all very the same positions. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, yeah it's just one of those things. So if you're a kid out there, you know, getting picked there on for for fencing. I mean, it also yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> I mean, I it also. Um, I found as a kid, it made me feel more comfortable with who I was. Mm-hmm. Um, just the fact that I was dancing and stuff. I, I was around people that were more accepting of, of yeah. just being different and being yep. a, a different person. And I mean, mm-hmm. that could be said with all arts. Um, I find that literally any art community that I have been in, um, I've always felt more, uh, less, less stressed to be someone else. Totally. If yeah. you get what I'm saying. Yeah, totally. And that's funny because in art, you're in specifically in performing, you're being someone else. So that's anyway. And and also <laughs> your your job is to be judged. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're on stage having people judge yeah. you. Yeah, yeah exactly. It is and a I very find strange, that, strange. I mean, thing. maybe it's also a, a matter of if you're in the arts and you're getting judged so much, it doesn't affect you anymore. Totally. And I think that also helps too. Like you learn that criticism isn't a bad thing. It's it's bullying and, and hatred that's a bad yeah. thing. But yeah. criticism is something you should look forward to because it, mm-hmm. it helps you move and change and adapt. Yeah, I would say that's that's like I, I love teaching. I love directing like kids, you know, 10 to 18. Any lower than that, it's a nightmare. But uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I that's like one of the things that I like to kind of instill in these kids is like, if you do an audition, if you plan on going into the arts and you're doing an audition and you get a no, do n- never, ever stop. No. Ever, ever, ever. Exactly. Like, and if, and if, you know, I, I directed a KCP show and so I'm auditioning friends. I'm auditioning people that I've done shows with and mm-hmm. I'm, I was like, just going to put it out there. I may say no to you and it has yeah. nothing to do with you, nothing to do with your talent just not the right thing right like yeah. you and and yeah that's one of the things is like if i say no to you if someone you know says no to you do not take it personally because it's not sure. personal at that it's point not at they're not your friend <laughs> yeah exactly right? they're 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 uh and i mean they they're still your friend it's just this, yeah. this has nothing to do with that <laughs> exactly exactly this is yeah yeah totally um yeah i would say like i i love the arts in general because as you say it almost every single arts community has that acceptance moral imbued in them yeah exactly and right? i think that that's something that's super important yeah i i will say though it's something super important for us to continue on because i have been a part of of arts communities that are a little more cliquey they're a little more yeah you know you you do find you. those and so yes. i think it is very important for us you know, teachers and and advocators of those of to those arts it. communities to keep it. Yeah. 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 And to keep that like to get rid of try and dispel the clicks and try and keep it as one big open family that's friendly and non judgmental. And I think exactly. that those are my favorite times I've been in shows and favorite times I've been on auditions is when mm. everyone is just 
excited to be there and excited to introduce each other not just like in their lane i'm gonna do yeah. what i want to do yeah. and you're terrible and i like these people and that's it <laughs> yeah totally totally yeah i took a look at your resume earlier and uh notice you have uh, avenue q on here with uh the lot the lower ossington theater um and you've got some puppetry training on there lots of it <laughs> how's that so puppetry is literally the best um i would recommend it to anybody who would like to learn about it um but so i when i was in so provenance got me like super interested in puppets i mean i've always loved the muppets like since i oh, was yeah. a little kid and so my like love for puppetry came from that ronnie burkett show that i saw mm -hmm. um the one that i was in obviously we didn't use puppets so <laughs> less exciting <laughs> for puppetry but um from then i moved on to doing the very first thing i did out of randolph i went to the audition for avenue q mm -hmm. um while i was still in school at randolph during okay. the last um it was during the last week of shows um of our musical that we were doing for our final year at randolph um and got it so i was like right out of school right into a show and it oh, was cool. muppet style puppetry and um mike peterson was the person who was like our puppet wrangler okay. and also the one who taught us everything about puppets and um he's worked with uh jim henson wow productions That's a name. in he was in i know <laughs> he was in um he was in um uh, labyrinth with david bowie awesome um as the bunch of the puppets in it and he's he's phenomenal and an amazing teacher and like breathing life into a a little cute Felt fuzzy thing, thing yeah. is just so much fun yeah. especially when you're doing avenue q which is just so crass mm -hmm. and you have this adorable thing that is just saying the worst <laughs> things yeah. it's just one of the most freeing experiences yeah. so how many <laughs> how many you played all the male puppets say, in avenue q so were those yeah. separate productions were those a couple of them in the well, same production I did, yeah so princeton rod is one track okay cool so um when i first started with the show i actually played trekkie monster uh and i only played trekkie monster so i got to do this voice yeah. <laughs> And so I talk like Trekkie. Oh. <laughs> and so that I did for um, probably about like six weeks of the run. Cool. Um, and then I was back and forth between that character and Princeton Rod. <laughs> so Princeton being the like lead and Rod being the like stereotypical gay one. Yeah. Um, and so we did tons of tons of runs after that where they ended up condensing the show into a smaller space cool. and going to what the Broadway track does where it's Nikki Trekkie Blue Bear. Oh, so okay. you play all of the male puppets that aren't Princeton Rod right. um, as one cast. And so I ended up getting to do like the, the little the little bear mm -hmm. who is so evil <laughs> and um, Nikki who's kind of like Ernie. Right. So, like, I just like doing the voices. Yeah. I just love it so much. Yeah. Um, and I loved all the characters so much that I stayed with the cast for, like, five years. And wow. I've even done a few runs, well, a few weeks of runs um, during my time after I left um, performing arts partially cool. um, to work at WestJet. I've still been doing runs of Avenue Q because I love the show so much and the puppetry is stuff that I love. God. I was in, like, a small 
Ryerson short film with some hand puppetry and like cool. it was super fun too. That's awesome. I just wish like I wish that if I if I hadn't got in WestJet, I think that I might have gone into more puppetry style things. Cool, yeah. But I'm not regretting the fact that I, I like my job. Yeah. But <laughs> um, I do think that I would have like stuck with puppetry and like got into like TV puppet. Yeah. And like, I know a few people who work for TVO right now doing a lot of the puppetry. Um, I know someone who worked with Nana Lan, like that. Oh, that fever dream goodness. of a show. Do you remember that show? Yeah. Yeah. I know a few people who used to yeah. work on that. Wow. <laughs> um, and there's a few that do like, um, I think it's Miss Persona. Okay is the name of the character but she's like a tv show a little kid show that has puppets okay so i know a few people who still work on that and did you but. mainly work on like felt hand puppets did you work with any marionettes did you work with any any other style of puppetry i i mostly did muppet style okay. puppetry cool that was the one that i was like like i specialized in and i liked i i had not done marionette style puppetry but that is something that i'd be super interested in because it looks so difficult yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> just and, and like the preciseness of some of those marionettes like you can do some crazy stuff with that yeah. stuff there are there are marionette puppets that can do a strip show it's just insane <laughs> they take off their clothing and it's like what how did you even do that or like they have like marionettes that have gimmicks it's just like i don't understand how that could be even created so I can't understand how I could puppet it with one yeah, hand. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. ah! <laughs> That's crazy. That's talent right there. Yeah, right? Wow. So Avenue Q, was was that, you staying on for that long, was that a um, re-signing of a, of a contract or did you actually have to re-audition each time? Uh, for that one, it was like, oh, we need a Nikki Trekkie. You're coming back, right? And then I would come back. Oh. <laughs> so in the case of that show, it was it was such an on-longing, on-long, sorry, long, it was such a long-running show <laughs> that um, it, it just, like, we had this mass cast that we could call for it. And so it'd be like, oh, we still need a Kate monster. Okay, well, we had this one person who did it three years ago. They'll come back. And then you'd get somebody to come back. And every so often we'd get a new person who'd come in and be part of the new family. And it would mm -hmm. always feel very like, um, we'd feel very like tight knit. It's a yeah. very small cast yeah. as opposed to a musical show usually is. Right, right, right. So you end up being really close to everybody and you end up having cast uh traditions cool. and it, it's super fun yeah i just loved the show so much and the vibe of everyone it was that's great. awesome it's a it's a show i've never seen but i i definitely would like to at one point oh it's so good it's um, so good i think it still stands to this day as of now it's wonderful it is oh yeah even some of the jokes <laughs> that are like like the only joke I can think of off the top of my head that's like actually dated is the George Bush reference. Right. Is only for now. Okay. And they say that's written in the script. You're supposed to say George Bush. And it's just like, well, <laughs> can't do that. <laughs> so it's like, uh, luckily when I was in the show, we had Donald Trump. We had, mm -hmm. uh, we had Rob Ford at one point. We yeah. had, we had all the wonderful people we could add in. Yeah. And a wonderful thing about that show also is that because it's comedy and because it's so self-aware and um, out there, we were able to modify and change things based on 
what we thought would be funnier for now, like right. nowadays, you know what yeah. I mean? So, and it was also a very small space in some cases. So we would have like an intimate audience that you kind of become friends with and you have like little inside jokes with people. I got to hit people with my puppet all the time. It was great. <laughs> that sounds so much fun. <laughs> and, uh, I stole someone's wallet once, didn't give it back to them oh, until no. the end of the show. <laughs> Because I, I, so Nikki goes in, goes in the audience, asks for money, mm-hmm. comes out and he's like, uh, so I ended up having to go to people and being like, hi, will you give me a dollar? <laughs> and the person would be like, uh, uh, I don't know. And then they put their wallet in my hat. Oh no. And I was like, you, you do realize I'm taking this. <laughs> I, I'm going to take this. Yeah. I'm taking it. Okay. Goodbye. And then I walked away. <laughs> And then for the rest of the show, we had a wallet. And so we had to go back after the show and I had to be like, hey, here you go. Thanks. Oh, no. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, it was so ridiculous. Oh, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, for someone who wants to get into puppetry more, let's say they've already got a puppet. Uh, they've taken a class uh, and they're looking for more experience, looking for some advice. What's well, like the one tip or thing to remember well eyes is one thing um the eyes are like super important if you if your puppet's eyes are flapping up instantly people don't trust it and they don't Mm -hmm. think that it's a real puppet like or they don't think it's a real character right it takes them out of the illusion because they're thinking well like I, i can't see the thing i focus on right but if you keep your hand just kind of flat and just open it with your bottom thumb and make sure that you work on that, like where your puppet is focused, where it's, it's going. Even if your puppet isn't necessarily doing anything exciting, it's captivating in itself. Right. Just because it's, it's focused on something and it's got eyes and, and we're people. Okay. So it's something, I think that's probably the most important thing is figuring out how to focus your puppet. Yeah. If you, if you can't figure out how to focus the eyes and the eyes are flapping everywhere, that's going to take people out of it. So figuring that step out first is definitely the most important. Yeah. I mean, that, that goes with like a real person's conversation. If the person's not looking sure. at you when you're talking to them, you'd be like, do they really want to, <laughs> are yeah, they really well, invested? Exactly. And, <laughs> and it's the same. It's, it's so bizarre how people, um, interpret things like just humans in general like yeah because we have so much knowledge and and experience interacting with one-on-one mm-hmm. so people know how to interact with each other so now we put that onto objects so you have a puppet which is made up of a bunch of objects right but now suddenly it's got life and character because it has the ability to look you in the eyes and talk to you like <laughs> yeah it's i think that's so interesting that you can do that (laughs) yeah 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 i did uh my churches we did uh, this year since we couldn't get together as a church we did a christmas special so okay (laughs) i spent uh i spent a couple hours in our church um recording a like little it was like kind of like a little snl-esque type skit show um (laughs) but it wasn't me it was Roscoe the puppet. So I, I actually yes. borrowed I borrowed a puppet from Mike. Uh and uh and yeah, it was one of the funnest things. The hardest thing on your arm. So I that's my next question. How do you deal with that? 
Oh, it's terrible. Um, yeah. ar- the arm pain you get from holding a puppet, specifically Trekkie Monster, he's was one of the worst. Too, Luckily, he didn't come out of his window. Yeah, he's big. But he doesn't come out of his window very often. He's only in a few scenes where he's, like, out. Okay. But his puppetry, you hold his arm, like, your elbow is above your shoulder height oh, because geez. you have to hold him so high. Yeah. Um, which makes it so difficult. And he's a huge, heavy blanket. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not, like, this light, little, fluffy thing. He's oh, a man. big, heavy blanket. Yeah. Some people would actually use him between shows as a blanket because <laughs> he was no just, way. like, so cuddly and warm and we loved him. <laughs> um, but... Uh, yeah, like the arm thing, you just have to work out your arm stretches. Yeah. Like the one arm that's always going to be bad is the one that has to puppet, like the actual mouth and stuff. So mm-hmm. if you can just like put your arm against a wall and flatten your shoulder out, you, it, it does wonders. I'm sure it's lots um, of, lots of nights of heat and ice and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you're constantly doing it day after day, it can get really strenuous. Well, that's, there was that's one, the one girl thing. who. Yeah. Go ahead. We we had one girl who ended up having to like go to the hospital and figure it out for a little bit. Not the hospital, but her doctor, because she had like yeah. shoulder issues from puppetry for so long. Yeah, that was the one thing during this special. I had I was puppeting next to a person, um, mm-hmm. and we had this. Oh, Trekkie little... is also double puppeted. He's got the like other person on oh, your side right. too. Yeah, yeah so he's got like funny. the he's the big puppets. Yeah, big puppets. <laughs> yeah. But we had to, so I had to do a lot of like looking up at these people. Yeah, yeah. But because we had to be, I had to be below frame because I wasn't in it. And you can't come off of below frame either. It was, yeah, it was this yeah. for like two yeah. hours. Well, and I remember yeah. at one point putting my arm down and being like, my shoulder is very hot right now. <laughs> it's not normally this hot. <laughs> Like hot to the touch, like oh, yeah. No. <laughs> so luckily at that point we were like, okay, we're gonna take like a break. We'll get some food, <laughs> like whatever. Rest your arm. But I just remember being like, oh, oh, I thought about you know shows like The Muppets and shows like Avenue Q and like people who do this daily. I was like, oh my goodness, how do they? Can, let's just yeah, have one shoulder like, that's uh, just. You also have one shoulder that's bulky at the end. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Just from all the muscle you've built from holding the puppet. I bet. Um, Yeah. And then the other thing is that Avenue Q is something, I mean, sorry, quick note on that one. Because I did that film Mm -hmm. that had puppetry in it. Right. And the placement that you have to do for that kind of show is particularly hard because you have to contort your body at the same time to be out of the shot. And unless you're like in a Jim Henson production where they build up the set to be perfect so a puppeteer can hide. Yeah. You're going to be putting your arm in weird ways and you're going to be trying to stand in weird ways. I mean, I was practically lying on the ground. (laughs) Like neck craned like oh, yeah. slouching it was yeah it was rough <laughs> <laughs> uh. yeah and, and the two puppets of avenue q like i had nikki and trekkie both were mm-hmm. double puppeteers um and because you're on a stage in avenue q um you're constantly running around with this puppet and another person attached to you right. so there was also instances where people would be like like if you had somebody who you hadn't worked with for a long time or you you've never uh puppeted with Mm -hmm. and then they just like came into a run to kind of fill in yeah 
now you've got a human ballistic on your side because you're like running around with your puppet and then suddenly this person doesn't know where you're going and they just like ah! yeah. <laughs> across the room because you didn't know they wanted to go the other way. Yeah, yeah. Or the sudden stops and the... <laughs> oh, yeah. There was yeah. one girl who she came in to do an understudy run and she got like uh, the person who was playing a character stepped on her foot and she had to go to the hospital. Oh. It was terrible, yeah. but like it's it's the things that you don't think of because it's it's so niche. Yeah, you don't usually have yeah. someone attached to you while you're performing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I mean that was our only bad injury for four years. So yeah, well yeah. longer than that, I, but still. <laughs> I was gonna say like acting. I say performing. People say you know oh, you're safe performing. I'm like, well, once in a while, <laughs> things happen. Yeah. Yeah, I broke my toe once too. Um, I kicked somebody's heel, and it split my toe. Oh! So it was just like a snapped and snapped. Yikes! And I kept running around doing the show. Yeah. And then I realized, oh, that's probably not good. <laughs> and I went to the doctor, and I was yeah, I broken my toe. Uh, the first thing I've ever broken in my life. Yeah. So. <laughs> I remember. I had a good run. I think it was a production of Aladdin, Jasmine, Summer Adventure. Mm-hmm. and connery had spoken the scottish play i believe this oh is the yeah story, and he messed oh, up his yeah. ankle oh no and i remember i do remember that i mean i, do I don't fully that. believe that that curse but it is something oh. that you still i'm like i still won't say it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know it's it's like i'm not superstitious but like that's one of the things that i'm always kind of like yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> about there was a at the time there was a shakespeare production i don't remember which one it was maybe as you like it was they what they were doing For as well Theater by the no Bay? we didn't do it twice as you I like know, it, that same season that same season yeah um there was a, a there was a shakespeare show going on and one of the um older actors from that show who had been called in from toronto mm-hmm. and was actra like fancy and like me being like i think i was 18 or 17 at the time and a young stupid thing um connery had just said that yeah and so right after he we didn't know he was there he ran out of his dressing room ran down the hallway threw him outside locked the door opened it again and said you turn around three times you spit over your shoulder you swear and then you are not coming back in here until you do that and slammed the door again and like and and i'm not i'm not at all saying that he meant this as a joke it was it was like one of my most feared moments of my life. <laughs> like so like look in his get, eyes get in of terror and parent. upset. <laughs> well, cause he had to, he had to perform that night yeah. too. So if he was superstitious, <laughs> yeah. he was not excited yeah. about this. No, so he threw him outside. Oh, it was ridiculous. But after the fact, it's funny, but I was terrified. Yeah. <laughs> terrified. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, <laughs> looking back at all the, you know, experience that you've gained throughout your, you know, many years of performing, what would you say that's the one thing that have stuck with you in kind of your everyday life working at WestJet or something? What's like a few things that you've been like, oh yeah, I learned that from performing or I learned that, that lesson from, from, you know, this show or, or that director. What's kind of like the one thing? Yeah. I think that 
something that's super beneficial. And I think that a reason why people should get into the arts, even if they're not planning on to stay in them. Um, I'm currently like a, like an escalation manager. So if, if somebody has an issue or whatever, I'm the one who has to deal with it. And because of that, you deal with a lot of choice people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love it because it's, it's a chance for me to be acting, right? Like right. I could hate everything that the person's saying, but I need to at least be professional. And it, right. it teaches you about the difference between interactions with your friends versus mm-hmm. interactions with someone that you need to convince of something. Right, right. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that performing in a sense has really shaped the way that I have those conversations and um, it gives me like a trustworthy face to someone. So if so, somebody has a problem, I feel as if because of my performing background, I have, if I need to tell somebody something and I need to help somebody with something, I can do it earnestly because I've built up a tolerance to things and then also have the acting ability to take myself and put myself in their situation and try and figure out the situation and, and convince myself that even what they're saying, although it may be ridiculous in this one case, um, I could even try and help them. You know what I mean? Like it really increased my acting skill with everyday conversation and just having interactions with people in general. On top of that, I also really like the fact that, um, I'm going to restart that. (laughs) Um, I really like that. I feel free enough at my job to still perform. Like I sometimes will have like a really silly morning and I'll start like singing at check-in and I'll make it a thing and the guests (laughs) will enjoy it. And at gates every so often, I actually ended up getting caught. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but there's a a website called six buzz and they're a Toronto based news company that's based on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and they basically catch like viral things cool. and then send them out into the world. Like a oh, that's TMZ a terrible world. For Tor- I, Toronto. We need to come up with yes, exactly that. We need to come up with a different word for viral though after this pandemic because I don't like saying it. Anyway, <laughs> um, but anyway, I got on this. I got on it and it had over a hundred and sixty thousand views when I saw it, and it was me singing. Wow party in the usa at a gate somewhere because i was just having a great day that day people were going off to la Um, and of course it was the la flight that someone was filming come on it's la yeah i should have known but um (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so i ended up on six buzz because of it and i i just like i think that performing in general will always bring you better better confidence better um a better like i don't know what the word is it, like it, it means you can get along with anyone it, I it think, helps with if, interactions yeah like you don't necessarily have to like someone but because you have been in an acting position and and you you have the experience to deal with any scenario in at least conversation case you can still interact with that person just as casually as you would with anyone else. Even if you're stressed or anxious, like it helps with those things. I honestly just think that everyone should have a drama camp at least. There, yeah. You need to do something arts at least. <laughs> yeah. There, every, 
every art is helpful for somebody. People who are outgoing, it helps you control your, like, going way too far. It brings you in a little bit so that you can, uh, you know when it's okay to do that and when it's not. It, for people who are not outgoing, who are introverted, it gives you the ability to put on the face yeah. that makes you extrovert, like extroverted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's helpful for me too, because I've always been weirdly introverted in like some scenarios, but I am, you would not know that I'm introverted yeah. in some ways. Yeah. Like I feel uncomfortable in social scenarios all the time, but mm-hmm. I do not let it affect me anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I, I find especially with job interviews Mm. i've always had people look at my resume and go oh so you've acted for 10 years what is that gonna bring and i'm like well i'm lying to you right now that i'm not stressed out about this interview (laughs) (laughs) i convinced you enough that you brought me in for this so (laughs) exactly um but no totally Uh, working working in customer service i yeah i improv training acting training just it you can tell when someone gets flustered and you can go they don't really know what they're doing but as an actor i've had bosses come to me and be like how did you deal with that like how i worked at pita pit lord knows it's not technically it's fast food but it's not (laughs) but we would have um i'd have probably four to five hundred people come in and out within an hour and a half and mm-hmm. with me and a team of three other people were working and you would get those four or five people a day who were having bad days themselves and it was just one of those Freak things <laughs> yeah you just gotta put this your face on just go yep let me help you whatever i can do and yeah right that sort of thing so yeah i would say definitely like yeah and then after that my boss how did you do that? I don't know. <laughs> it just, eh, it just happened, you know? Yeah. I, I've had, I've had instances like I, I have to deal with um, like in airlines, you, you have to deal with a lot of things that you wouldn't necessarily deal with in just everyday scenarios. Like 100%. in the case of like, say you work at a restaurant, like say you work at a restaurant you have someone who's intoxicated you say, I'm sorry, sir, but we will not be serving you at an airline. Mm-hmm. Someone comes up to you and they're intoxicated sorry, you're not going to visit your family for Christmas is the line I have to say. So it's like, like there's, there's a lot of big conversations that have at airlines. And so sometimes people are uh, like, they have a reason to be upset. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So you get these tensions that are like through the roof from like normal people. And so you end up having to deal with conversations that are just insane. But one of the things that I think that I succeed in is that I always end up dealing well with that kind of situation. Yeah. Like if somebody's really upset and really freaking out, I don't ever let it really get to me. Um, I always hold my composure and, and stay solid in what I believe yeah. um, is the correct course and or try to help them as best I can through the scenario. Because and I think performing is the thing that's like really helped me through that. Like, I had I had somebody at 9 a.m. one morning come to me just waddling back and forth through the hall, like all the way down this hallway that is like a full hundred meters long. You can see them from a mile away that they're yeah. coming. They come to me and they say, I'm going to Montreal. Mm-hmm. Like, 
all ridiculousness. And then they try to storm out onto the tarmac and I have to chase them and bring them back in yeah. and turn them around and send them away. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's but like, I don't know if I would have been able to deal with situations like that as well as I can yeah. without acting and performing and and the skills that I've built through that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. What a wonderful world it is. <laughs> my, Trust you. You see them all. Yeah. My cousin works for uh, Air Canada and she. Oh, yeah. She started. Uh, she's fluent in Portuguese. So she started at the Brazil check in. Um, OK. And then worked her way up and she's at a, a management level job, I think, right now. But yeah, she's had some stories. Like, and, and it sometimes it's like, it's just like, it's so bad. Like, I've had instances where like, there's been snowstorms for four days. Yeah. And now I'm on the fourth day of snowstorms. And there are no more planes left because they're all trying to fly places yeah. and then getting stuck places. <laughs> yes. And I have over a thousand people who are currently delayed for three days. And it's like, I can't do anything. Yeah. But I can just grin and bear it yeah. and deal with it <laughs> oh man and you it's just crazy and then you have somebody come up to you and they're like my flight is delayed two hours what and they like flip a chair or something and you're like i'm so sorry and i wouldn't be able to do that without yeah. my immense acting skill yeah meanwhile there's three thousand people beside me who are like three days out until they get a flight you're mad about your two hour delay yeah yeah yeah, yeah, couldn't do that without acting. Amazing. No. <laughs> Congrats and applaud to you. <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, we're winding down our time here. So I no will ask you one last question. In one sentence, best advice for anybody looking to get into theater, already in theater, best advice, one sentence, go. Ooh. Just go for it. Whatever you decide to do in the arts, I think that like your energy and your joy, what makes you happy with the arts and in performing and in singing and dancing, whatever in that makes you most excited, fight to do that. Mm -hmm. Because that's going to be the thing that you're most successful in and the thing that you're going to get the most benefit out of. 100%. I think that putting yourself into art is the way that you get the most out of art. So if you bring everything that you can to everything and you put yourself in a situation where you know you're going to enjoy it, you have better results overall. Awesome. Well, thank you, Stephen, for uh, coming on and chatting with me. Um, thank you. Where can people find you on social media? Yeah, for sure. If you want to check me out on our social media, me and my fiance have a YouTube channel called Bad At Most, which is basically just us doing silly things. Um, we're thinking of maybe bringing in a series where we start talking about issues just because I currently have a TikTok where I do a lot of political TikToks. Yeah. Um, and we're trying to mix them kind of as a brand. So uh, YouTube right now, we do fun things. We try meal kits. We try all the fun stuff. And TikTok is at Stephen Amon underscore. And I talk about politics, LGBT, LGBTQ rights, uh, and uh, basically just 
trying to be fun while also talking about supporting love and kindness and all of that. Amazing. Well, we will throw all of uh, Stephen's social media down in the episode description. Unfortunately, we have come to the end of the episode, so Stephen, I will have to ask you to please exit stage left. Thank you so much for listening this week. That was the end of my conversation with Stephen Amen. Make sure you go check out Stephen on social media. His TikTok and Instagram are both at Stephen Amen underscore. As well, check out his partners and his YouTube channel called Bad At Most. As always, you can find Kempenfeld Community Players on Instagram at Kempenfeld Players. If you're interested in learning about any events or auditions coming up, make sure you check out our website, KempenfeldPlayers.com, and sign up for the monthly newsletter. Well, that's all for now. Catch me in two weeks with a new guest and a new episode. Until then, I'll have to ask that you please exit stage left. Stage left.